Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Madiba. If you happen to be in our area, you are most welcome to visit us. You'll surely feel at home. We appreciate your prayers for our ministry. We hope today's sermon will be edifying to you, your family, and your friends. Welcome. Father, we appreciate you this morning, and we approach your throne of mercy. Dear God, acknowledging our insufficiency, and acknowledging that you are the almighty God. We came here this morning because there is a work that needs to be done on our spiritual well-being. Dear God, we live during a time where things are uncertain. 
But in uncertain times, there is a certain God. And Heavenly Father, Brother Brenham said many a times, when we come to the house of the Lord, it's for a preparation. And the house of the Lord is a house of judgment. And this morning, we just want you to come and have the preeminence and bless every brother and every sister every young man and every young woman this morning. And may you conscientize them to the agency of the moment. Every time when the message was delivered, it was agent. And even today, the message is agent. If you are outside, come in, the message is agent. If you are not right, make it right, the message is agent. And dear God, may you help us to appreciate the agency of the moment. Times of playing church are over. Because dear God, we can see the signs of the time that we are right at the end time. And dear God, many things are taking place that are, for, are confirming that the scriptures spoke the truth. And dear God, this morning as your servant, I'm reporting for duty. May the Holy Spirit undertake. And those that are sick and afflicted, may you bring healing upon them. Even Sister Tavisen, who's not feeling well, at this moment as a church of the living God, we pronounce healing over her. Even Sister Chetty, who's not feeling well, we are pronouncing healing at this point. And everyone that is not feeling well in the building, we pronounce healing upon them. And dear God, even situations that may be there, that may be overwhelming your believers, we pronounce solutions over them. This morning, we are not a powerless church. We don't worship a powerless God. We are a church that has been in duty by the power of the Most High God. And dear God, we've got the authority to bring devil under subjection. Without requesting, we can bring an enforcement on demons. And dear God, I remember our dear Pastor Makua, whose son is no more dear God. May you comfort the family during this time of bereavement. It's not easy to lose a child. But dear God, you are the greatest comforter that I know. You know the right kind of words to say. And dear God, may you just administer a healing during this season of grief for the family. And dear God, may they overcome. We commit even the reading of the word to you. May you come and dear God, just anoint the weight. In the name of Jesus Christ, we ask. Amen. God bless you as I greet all of you. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Are you happy to be back in the house of the Lord? Amen. amen. Uh, Pastor Makua, those that know him, he lost his uh, uh, son, Enos. And then the funeral will be on Saturday. Uh, I was just there spending time with him yesterday just to comfort the family. Uh, they are holding on by your prayers. Amen. I remember I officiated their marriage. Was it five years ago? It must have been five years. It's still 
a relatively young man living uh, behind a very young wife and living behind young children. The eldest is not yet even beyond 12 years of age. But we believe that God is the father to the fatherless. Amen. Amen. So pray for him. Uh, he told me this has hit him very hard and I understand what he meant, but let's pray for uh, uh, the elder, the brother Magua. Amen. So funeral is Saturday in Lofontaine. I don't know of the time, but it should be around 7 or 8 there. Amen. That will update you during the course of the week. Amen. So uh, normally there are times where we become speechless, but God doesn't become speechless. Do you believe that God is never speechless? And God's weight has got an answer to every, to every situation. How many believe that? And certain things, it just reminds you of how, how very fragile this life is. Uh, as, you, as you get consumed by the activities of this world, let me remind you, you are not here eternally. You are not here eternally. Make sure that at all times you are right with God. Not right with the church, not right with the pastor, right with God at all times. Because you don't know when your cart may be called. Amen. Days of playing church are over. Days of playing church are over. This is a time for an individual affair where you need to check where do I stand with God as an individual. Amen. Let's turn to the book of Exodus, the 30th chapter. God bless you, Brother Lesero. Good to see you. And God bless to see the Mtimunis with their little one. Amen. Brother Pastor Tamara did the honor of dedicating the baby. We appreciate the Lord. Amen. <clears throat> Exodus 3, from verse 1 to 17, let's see how we can carry on. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law. the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside 
and see this great sight why the bush is not bent. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, he said, here am I. And he said, draw not near hither. Well, put off thy shoes from off thy feet. For the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, and Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt. And we have heard of their cry by reason of their taskmasters. For I know their sorrows. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians. And to bring them up out of, out of, out to bring them up out of the land unto a unto a good land and a large and unto a land flowing with milk and honey and unto the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hevizites and the Jebusites. Amen. It was from verse 1 to verse 8 rather than 17. Amen. Just take your seats for a couple of minutes. We appreciate to see all of you this morning. Amen. I appreciate you be in the house of the Lord this morning. Now, I want to speak about a supernatural encounter, a supernatural encounter, and we appreciate Brother Mshavi about the, on the subject, was it faith last week? Hallelujah. Showing us the law of faith and the key, following up on his thought of the key of faith, amen. So we appreciate the Lord that he what God has shown us last Sunday. But I want to speak this morning about a supernatural encounter. Now, you can never be a believer unless you believe in the supernatural. Every believer is obligated to believe in the supernatural. Amen. Supernatural, it means you believe above Above things that are above nature. Mm-hmm. 
And supernatural, it means you believe in that the laws of nature can be defied by something above nature. Are you still with me? In order for us to be a church, we've got to believe in the supernatural. If we don't believe in the supernatural this morning, this is just a lecture room. Hallelujah. And lecture has got no life. But supernatural has got life. Do you believe that? I was struck somewhere, Brother Brandon says, even you as a human being, you are a product of the supernatural. He says, because when you were born, he says, as soon as you arrived here, there was a supernatural that had to be here in order for you to receive life. Hallelujah. A human being is a supernatural. Uh, I, I listened to one minister that was denying the supernatural, and he was simply saying the supernatural is just a marketing tool by ministers. And I was wondering, if he is a minister, what kind of a minister he is. Because the ministry has got to lead you to the supernatural. A genuine ministry has got to lead you to the supernatural. Now, the prophet of God says, the angel of God, and I'll come back to the text that we just read. The angel of God, Brother Bram says, God always sends down the supernatural upon the natural. God always sends down the supernatural upon, upon the natural. What does it mean? Maybe just to demonstrate somebody has got cancer, he comes to the church out of obedience to the scripture that he that is sick, let him call the elders of the church to lay hands upon him. And they lay hands upon him. It's a natural act. Hand upon the head and they pray a prayer. Then God is obligated to send the supernatural upon that natural act. Hallelujah, you here this morning. Amen. But first, there's got to be emotion in the natural. Then the, in the natural, once there is emotion, then God sends the supernatural to take the natural into the supernatural. Are you with me this morning? Uh, I don't know how many this morning that believe you can receive the physical results of a supernatural action. When we say things must be supernatural, we don't mean it is not going to benefit you naturally. We have read the other time where Brother Brenham says, if I have lost, if I have lost, was he referring to what last time when we read that was in the pocket? He said, if I've got a ballon knife in my, in my jacket, and I know it is there, I believe it is there, but if it is not there and I've left it home on the dressing table, he said, I can move it from home and put it into my pocket. Hallelujah. A knife is natural. A jacket is natural. But what moves it is a supernatural force. Uh, what do I simply say? The supernatural can help. They can bring the physical results. Hallelujah. Because you, you see, when somebody says, I don't believe in the, in the supernatural, they operate in the natural and based on their abilities. And they believe that God is the God of heaven. They are here on earth and God cannot do anything 
to move the objects here on earth for their own benefit. But this morning I say God can move physical objects and physical elements by supernatural force that will bring the physical results that you can look at it and say, these are the results of the supernatural. Did you hear me, folks? Uh, When we speak about the supernatural, we are not moving from the natural. We are simply saying the supernatural can control the natural. Uh, Hallelujah. And actually, for us to be able to make it in the end time, the supernatural must control the natural. Hallelujah. I hope we are together this morning. Now, the prophet in the message, a super, uh, super sign, paragraph 37, he says, and faith is supernatural. It, it does supernatural things. So, and the Bible says, the faith, faith without works is dead. And your prophet says, faith is supernatural. It does supernatural things. That means when you've got faith, you must be accustomed to the supernatural. Hallelujah. The supernatural has got to be a lifestyle of a believer. The supernatural has got to be there on daily basis in the lives of the believer where you see the supernatural moving upon your life and know that it wasn't me, but it was the supernatural. Are you here, folks? I say we've got to believe in the supernatural. Hallelujah. Brother Bruno says the church, no matter how fundamental right it may be, it will never thrive until the supernatural is made known among the people. Amen. Something that they can talk to and that will talk back to them. And this morning I say there's got to be something that we talk to and it will talk back to us in order to confirm the written weight. I don't believe in lectures. I don't believe in empty sermons. I believe that there must be a demonstration of the Holy Spirit about what we are preaching. Come on, somebody, are you here this morning? Our God is not dead. Our religion is not dead. And we are not dead believers. We are the supernatural believers that believe in the supernatural God for the supernatural results. And God is more than able to do the supernatural. Folks, we've got to see God on the scene. We can't talk about that he will change the atoms of our bodies and we battle about minor things. Oh, the reason David believed he could destroy Goliath is because the bear was down and the lion was down. The reason I believe there will be a rapture, there must be something that must be done. Right now, before the rapture, the cancers must be healed, the sick must be healed, even the dead must rise. I still believe God is in the miracles, in the business of miracles. God has never closed the shop, folks. This morning you have come to church so that the minister of the gospel can tell you God is still in the business of miracles. And God can move elements in your life. And God, things can begin to take shape in your life. If that does not happen, then I'm a false preacher. And God does not exist. God has got to be backed up by the supernatural because he is a supernatural God. Are you here, church? The devil is a spirit. God is a spirit. Demons are spirits and the angels are spirits. And you are a spiritual being. And it's a spiritual warfare. And it needs the supernatural intervention. Without the supernatural, we are defeated. The church must be based on the supernatural. 
Are you here, church? We can't come to church and go back sick. No, what are you doing? Close church and carry on partying. But if there is a God and God is he's here, there is a certain things that God must do because God is identified by his characteristics. What is the characteristic? He opens the red seas. He shut the lion's mouth. He stopped the elements of the fire and he does not change. And if he's here, he must do exactly the same thing. I say he must do exactly the same thing. If there is a blood issue, it must stop. If wombs are closed, they must open up. If the sick people are sick, they must get healed. Folks, I'm talking about a God that is alive. Hallelujah. Not a historical God, but the great I am. The ever-present tense. He that will be there in time of need. Hallelujah. Are you not, are you not glad to worship this God? He's not a wood, he's alive. He's the almighty God. He's Elohim. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's Jehovah Manasseh. He is our Lord. He's the Lord over all the Lord. And our God is here. Come on, are you here, church? There is a God. Hallelujah. Faith is supernatural. You've got to move beyond the five senses. You have to move beyond. You don't see it. You don't feel it. You don't hear it. You don't taste it. You don't touch it. But it's there. You can't taste God. You can't touch God. But you know he's there. How do you come in contact with him? The supernatural can only be contacted by the supernatural. And one of the prophets say, faith is the supernatural. It does supernatural things. Oh, brother, I like to see the supernatural things being done. I like to see the supernatural. I don't know. It's good to talk about the God of Moses, the God of Jacob, the God of Isaac. But I need to talk about your God. Hallelujah. It's good to say by faith, Moses. I want to say by faith, you. Hallelujah. It's good to talk about Sister Haiti. But where are the Sister Haiti's of our time? Hallelujah. We can't keep on reciting old testimonies. Sister Haiti, Sister Haiti. But where are the Sister Haiti of 2020? Where are the Sarahs of 2020? Where are the Imrams of 2022? They must be here today. People that can call God on the scene and God will hear them. I appreciate the Bible, but I want to read this Bible. Oh, I love the Bible, but this Bible has got to come alive. Come on, somebody. We can't come here and talk about Moses. For how long? Abraham, for how long? Jesus, by the show of Galilee, how long? Paul, how long? William Brenham, how long? Folks, we have talking about, we have talking about every testimony in the, in the spoken way. We have preached about them, recited them, but today let's migrate. Let's move a step further and talk about what God is doing today. Brother Matabo was preaching and said they were moving and they were just putting, uh, as they were moving, some they just wanted to be under the shadow of the disciples. And people got healed. 
Is it only what we are interested to? What is happening to your shadow today? Is it just a cold shadow? Uh, hallelujah. What's happening to your jacket? If their jacket had an anointing, what's happening to your jacket today? Hallelujah. Are you here, brothers? Yes, we appreciate, but what is happening today? And I think the entire, the theme of the ministry and the objective of the ministry is to make God the God of reality and the God of now. Not yesterday. Folks, let me tell you something. If you pass me a trick, you celebrate, but after some time, it is, you become ashamed to celebrate just me a trick. Uh, hallelujah. You can't always put a uh, frame the metric and say, you know, I did metric. No. There's progression. Uh, another one is your, 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 your peers. They say, now I've got a PhD. Now I've published a white paper. Because there's a progression. Uh, the achievements that you had in high school, brother, remember, do they still matter? They don't pay the bills. Uh, hallelujah. But what is paying the bill is what you are doing now. Hallelujah. You can say, I used to. Uh, no, we don't want to I used to. What are you doing now? Uh, hallelujah. We can't say Christianity used to have power. We must say, what is he doing now? God used to answer prayers. What about your prayers now? We are judging the moment by results of now. If somebody comes to you, uh, God is dead. There is no God. What are you going to do? You are going to sit down and say, brother, there used to be Sister Haiti. (laughs) That's not how Brother Brenham used to do it. Right in nature, he will make an unbeliever to see God in current time. He will look at, they will look at the behavior of an animal and say, what makes it to behave that way? It's because it's a mother. And it will reduce that person uh, to tears. Uh, are you still with me? Yes, we appreciate to look into the rare mirror. But let's sometimes look forward and check what God is doing now. Are you still with me? Let's carry on here. Now, Brother Bremen says in the message, the Queen of Sheba, paragraph 32, it says, every believer, every believer has a sacred stand on the backside of the desert. Every believer? A sacred stand on the backside of the desert. Where he can put his finger, there I met God. Not Moses, not Brother Brenham. Every believer must be able to pinpoint a time when they were on the backside of the desert and say, there I met God. Personal pronoun, I met God. If it's just a theology... They can explain it away from you. But they can't when you have had that experience of meeting God and your life has changed. There are many things that can take 
your, 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 your knowledge of God away. Because theology is just a knowledge. But when you've got a time, Brother Tom, where you say, there, I met God. That experience stays with you for the rest of your life. That experience refreshes you for the rest of your life. And every believer must have a time where they say, there, I met God. Are you here, young ones, in the message? Not mommy met God, but you've got to say, I met God. Are you with me? And your life has changed. Let's carry on in the message expectancy. Paragraph 32. Or 38, rather. Brother Brenham says, Divine healing today is not for the unbeliever. Divine healing today is not for the unbeliever. It's for those who believe. The baptism of the Holy Spirit today is not for unbelievers. It's for those who believe. Jesus died for believers, not for unbelievers. It's for those who believe. The supernatural follows follows who's spiritually minded. The supernatural doesn't just follow anyone. It follows those who are supernaturally minded. Uh, you know what it means? You, you know when you become minded of something, you, 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 always, you are able to spot it when people cannot spot it. Uh, are you with me? Then it says, that's right. When the hungering and thirsting, when you got an expectancy, when you read God's weight and expect to see God perform what he said you would do, God will do it. Amen. You see, expectation is a breeding ground for miracles. Amen. You come expecting God meets you at your point of expectation. Amen. But the supernatural are for those who are supernaturally minded. Amen. You know, it takes a certain, th- certain way to become conscious of the supernatural. Oh, let me just maybe uh, do a, a deliberate offense. Some of us are more supernaturally minded than most church believers. Hallelujah. It was not a slip of tongue. Let me repeat so that it's on record. Some of us are more supernaturally minded than some church believers. Oh, somebody, uh, somebody say, oh, I thought supernatural is only divine. The devil operates in the supernatural realm. A, a man as tiny as brother promised here, if he can be possessed by a demon, even 20 men in this church cannot pin him down. Hallelujah. The strength goes beyond this natural realm. And Brother Brennan, many times he says, if the devil power can do that to a man, how much more about the Holy Ghost? Are you with me, Shesh? Are you here? Don't go around saying he was promoting Sangomas. Understand the context of what I'm speaking about. Now, 
and the message confirmation of the commission. Paragraph 149. The prophet says, and uh, this one you've got to read after me because I need it to be engraved on your subconscious mind. God today is not going to deliver his people by education. He never promised to do it. He is not going to deliver them by theology. He never promised to do it. He is not going to deliver them by signs. He never promised to do it. He is not going to deliver them by denomination. He never promised to do it. But he will deliver them by the power. Supernatural power. Of changing their lives. And molding them into the children of God. How many believe that? That means our hope is not in education. Our hope is not in theology. Our hope is not in science. Our hope is not in denominationalism. Our hope is in the supernatural power of God. That's the promise how God is going to deliver us. I hope we are together. Now, same message, commission, confirmation of the commission, one for, oh, that was one for nine. This is one for seven. Amen. The prophet says, but where if a man is commissioned by the supernatural God, the supernatural power of God will be with that supernatural commission. If a man is commissioned by the supernatural God, the supernatural power of God will be with that supernatural commission. Are you with me? A man commissioned by God is backed up by the supernatural. Hallelujah. By the supernatural power of the same supernatural God. Not what you learn in PhD or LLD and algebra and all those things. That confirms your fine grammar and speech at the pulpit when you say, Ah, man, like a calf. <laughs> but let me, let me tell you something. But when, but when you've got the confirmation of the commission of God given you by the Holy Ghost, these signs shall follow them that believe. Excuse that expression. Are you with me? These signs shall follow them that believe. And the scripture goes on to say, in my name they shall cast out devils. But Brother Brenham say, when you are commissioned by the super... You know, Brother Brenham, throughout his ministry, they would bring people on the prayer line, and he would often say, do you believe me to be God's servant? Do you believe me to be God's prophet? And he says, the angel told me, that if I can be sincere and get the people to believe, nothing will stand before me. Yeah. What was he evoking? He was re- evoking 
that commission that you receive from God that, David, there is a commission that none of the demons will stand before me. I'm not just an American evangelist, but I am a supernaturally commissioned believer. Hallelujah. And demons have got to give way. Folks, let me tell you, you know, there are times, even within an organization, there isn't somebody who will say, do you know who I am? Is when you begin to undermine their position. Your position goes with authority. Are you with me, folks? That's why this morning, as a believer, you are not just a believer, but you are a commissioned believer. And when you are commissioned, you can instruct the demons. And demons have got to listen to what you are saying. Hallelujah. And have got to obey what you are saying. Because you are a son and a daughter of God. And you operate under a commission. The prophet throughout his ministry, he reminded himself of his commission. And now we are speaking about a new commission, which is for you as the bride of Jesus Christ. Your commissioned wife of Jesus Christ. Therefore, every demon must listen to you. I say every demon must listen to you. And every situation must obey you. There is a phrase from a quotation that we heard from last Sunday. All that Adam was in God, Christ redeemed us back to that. And everything could obey Adam. And everything today must obey you. I say everything today must obey you. Family spirits must obey you. Ancestral spirits must obey you. Demons must obey you. Idolatrous spirits, mom, they must obey you. Every spirit in the end time must obey you. No wonder the prophet said, I take every spirit under my control for the glory of God. And today, the bride of Jesus Christ must repeat exactly the same thing. I take every spirit under my control. And you have to say that. It takes the audacity of faith. I take every spirit under my control. Church, you must take every spirit under the control. And there are territorial spirits. Even Wilbank has got territorial spirits. But this church must operate above territorial spirits. And we must have the audacity to to say, we take every territorial spirit under our control. Oh, this morning, maybe let me just say, we take every spirit under our control. It doesn't matter if there is a spirit that is meant to destroy marriages. This morning, we are taking that spirit under our control. If there is a spirit, if there is a spirit of Laodicea, lukewarm approach to God, lack of his insincerity, lack of reverence, this morning, under the authority of the word of God, we are taking that spirit under our control. Hallelujah. Whatever spirit is there, we have a control over that. Why? Because we are supernaturally commissioned. Hear me and hear me very well. The days of you being defeated are over. I said those days are over. Brother Ben said there is an invincible army that is rising in the end time. And you are part of that army. Folks, we are taking every spirit under our control. I understand what I'm talking about. We are taking every spirit under our control. Suicidal spirits, depression spirit, cancer spirit, any spirit. This morning we are taking every spirit under our control. Hallelujah. Are you here, church, this morning?
and say every spirit. Do you believe that? Every spirit. And uh, not God's control. Not God's control. Brother Brennan never say under God's control. Under my control. And this morning, the brother Brennan is not there, but we are there. Hallelujah, we are there. The day the bride recognizes who she is, the rapture will take place. There's an amnesia in the camp. We don't know who we are. Hallelujah. But today, by God's grace, may you be reminded who you are. The message, believe from the heart. Paragraph 32. The prophet says now, let me challenge every scientist in the world to build me one tree. Just one tree. Hallelujah. Not hybrid it, but build just one tree. Hallelujah. Let me challenge every scientist in the world to make me one little simple spring of grass or a blade of grass. We don't not the whole grass, just a blade. Hallelujah. He says it's totally impossible. By the way, this was not just spoken by another person. This was spoken by a spiritual scientist. And now I can say, Brother Brenham, you challenge every scientist to produce one tree or a blade of grass. You produce it, Brother Brenham. He would have said, I was out in the Colorado mountains. And I was hunting for squirrels. Hallelujah. I didn't know where I was going to find them. But as I was meditating on the scripture on Mark 11, if you say to this mountain, be moved. And don't doubt it in your heart, it shall be so. And he said, I thought it said you, not the Lord, but you. And a voice spoke and said, what you want? I want three squirrels. The spiritual scientist stood up and ventured in God's laboratory. Hallelujah, because he's a son. A son of God is like God. A son of God acts like God. A son of God speaks like God. And brother said, let there be a squirrel. And there was a squirrel. William Brenham in the end time created a squirrel. Out of nothing, he created a squirrel. A sex-born individual in the end time created a squirrel. Uh, You don't understand the gravity. In the end time, Genesis chapter 1 was reenacted. This time, not by God, by a man. When a man created, and he comes, he says, you've got the creative power. Who you've got the creative power. A scientist cannot do it, but sister, you can do it. Brother, you can do it. The prophet says, well, it seems like then, upon thinking those things, that there could be a placing by reading the word. 
a faith that would go beyond the intellectual conceptions into the heart. Jesus said, if thou shalt say in thy heart, that's why our greatest desire is that it must move from the intellectual conception and drop into the heart. Because if thou shalt say in thy heart, let's carry on my brother, 34. He says now, we get all frustrated in our minds and we go out and say, oh, I seen that done. Yes, I'm once in a while it just hops, skip, and so forth, but it seems like it just can't get moving right. It's because we try to mix the intellectual with the supernatural. The reason, the reason your victory is not consistent, the reason you've got the the high moments and just the low. The next moment, the, today you've got a revival. Tomorrow morning, you're gone. This Sunday, you felt you're closer to God. By next Sunday, you are far away from God. You don't even have the energy to come to church. Uh, hallelujah. God has become so distant from you. Your experience of him has become so distant from you. Brother Brother said the problem is that we mix the intellectual with the supernatural. They have no dealings with each other. Intellectuals will say one thing and the supernatural will say another. Let me stay with that. The intellectual will say one thing and the supernatural will say another. The intellectual will say it's impossible, but the supernatural will say it's possible. But the problem is that when you mix the two, then you've got inconsistency. And how do you do it? They're here teaching you about faith and building your faith muscles. And you walk out of the... And the devil, let me tell you something, folks. The devil attends every service. Even those that you have missed, the devil was in attendance. The devil has listened to all the tapes and the devil knows all the quotations and the devil reads the Bible every day and uses it every day or misuses it every day. Are you with me? Now, you come to church and we speak about the supernatural. We work on your faith muscles and that's Time goes by during the service, you feel I've got faith. Oh, I'm going to take that situation. I'm going to go and do it. You walk out of church. Uh, and today, the problem today are not like we used to. In the yesteryears, immediately when we walk out of the service, we spoke about, did you hear? I was blessed when this quotation was read. I was read about today immediately. Hey. We switch on the cell phone. And we talk about anything else except what was spoken in church. Am I lying, folks? Another one just came, maybe wants to sell something to somebody. During the service, can we do I wonder, will the she pay me now or next week? <laughs> Well, if someone is going on, you are running your numbers. 
Then immediately after the service, before greeting everyone, you go, I've got you a pastor. No reflection on the weight. Families go home, sit. No reflection on the weight. Hallelujah. Uh, you don't even hear a child asking the child, what did you hear? What blessed you? Reflect, reflecting on the sermon of the day. How many are reflecting on the sermon of today? Uh, you know, I don't know, is it Bram Tabor who uh, read a scripture that people who live in lack uh, natural affections? I heard some woman say, today things are rough. We are married to cows. Even when you say to your husband, I love you, you just mmm. Natural, loss of natural affections has made us even to lose connection supernaturally. Come on, folks. When a fellowship, Brother Brum says a fellowship, it means two fellows in one ship. And fellowship, fellowship, fellowship is more powerful than even a sermon on Sunday. When a brother and a sister get together and they have a fellowship around the way. Are you with me, folks? And for you to have a fellowship, you must have appetite for spiritual things. Are you with me? I took my daughter for out for breakfast. And we were together. And after our meeting, I was going to Lofontein. Then I wanted to check something on the phone. She's very assisted. Dad, put your phone down. We are still talking. <laughs> and I had to put it, I said, it dawned on me that how many times do we get lost in the moment? Yeah. Uh, because she could see, I'm here, but I'm not really here. Then I had to put it away. Do we still have fellowship? Brothers, do we still have fellowship? Saturday afternoon, can we, Brother Mtlavi, can we come to your house? We'll have fellowship. Brother Dipari, Brother Mpanyan, are you available? Can we pop in? We just want to spend time, have fellowship. Not politics, not nothing, just a fellowship. I was blessed by this. I've been reading this book, brother, and people tell you what they've been reading. And you go, brother, a fellowship will build your faith muscle. Sisters, are you here? Yes. Even you, sisters, spend time. But today, because we operate so naturally, before you meet with other sisters, you are worried about the shoe, the dress, and what? Nothing spiritual. When are those days where we get together? I don't care whether my shoe matches my dress, but I know my experience matches the Holy Ghost, and we're going to have a fellowship. If the fellowships could be restored, we would not have the high rate of backsliding that we have. If fellowships can be restored, we wouldn't have worldly dressing that we see. Lack of fellowship breeds mistrust. You can't trust each other. You can't build each other. You can't correct each other. But I say, let us correct that. Let us go back and have fellowship. And the yesterday, if brothers came to your house, 
You didn't even care, brother. Church, what you had. Whatever we had, we're going to eat. But today, if you... Hey, brother, we want to come to house. He's thinking, I don't have jelly. How I, hey, brother, we are coming for fellowship, not for jelly. Give us raw balls without milk, without sugar. But let's have fellowship. Let's have... Let us help each other to build our faith muscles. I'm challenging you, sisters. I'm challenging you, brother. I'm glad you are saying amen. What are you going to do about what I'm saying? We only meet each other on Sunday. Oh, that one is missing. I wonder what happened. They fade away from the memory. Gone. They were in their corner fighting, fighting until they gave up. Because there is no reinforcement. We are so busy. So busy. So consumed by world activities. A red race. Until we lose valuable things in the process. It is through fellowship that New converts got up to speed of what the message was all about. It was not a preacher. It was not a pastor. Sister, who got baptized today, would join other sisters for fellowship. And she would ask questions. They would answer. And she would tell them her challenges. And they would pray together. And God did the miraculous. Until we have entered into a season of, as long as I survive, as long as it's me, it's about my immediate environment. Nothing else matters. You've heard me. I'm challenging you. I say, this one I can back it up anyway. Fellowship is more powerful than a sermon on Sunday. Fellowship. Brothers getting under the tree and having reflections on the scriptures. Brother, this is what I'm reading. This is what I'm being blessed about. This is what God has done in my life. And this is what I need prayers on. It, that will reinforce any believer at any time. It's a challenge. We need not to mix the intellectuals with the supernatural. In the message, you believe from the heart, paragraph 35. Tell the same message, my dear brother. And any man that's ever led by the Spirit of God does not take any thought of any intellectual, but he is led from his heart by the Spirit of God. He is misunderstood. He is? God bless you, brother devil. Even a sister who's led by the Spirit of God from her heart, she will be. There is a reason why the prophecy is misunderstood. When you believe in the supernatural and you're oriented with the supernatural, you shall be misunderstood. You know why we're using this emphasizing on being misunderstood is because we live during a time where we want to be understood. I want to tell it so that I'm understood. And many times when you, the supernatural being, 
wants to be understood by the natural, they lose, they numb their supernatural sense. I hope we are together. Let's move, my brother. I've been through this one. Let's go. We'll jump to the next one. The next one, Israel in the church, paragraph 93. Amen. The prophet says, There you are. Don't fall short of that, brother. Without the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you are lost. Without the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you are lost. It doesn't say without a church. It doesn't say without a fellow. It says without the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you are lost. You won't have to worry about getting to heaven. If there is nothing in here, in the heart, supernatural, the doors can't unlock. You could walk right there and bump your head against it. But if the Spirit of God is in there, the Spirit of God inside will unhinge the doors. The Spirit of God inside will unhinge the doors. There are doors that must open. We are not only talking about the rapture. Even now, there are doors doors that must be unhinged. But in order for those doors to be unhinged, there's got to be the spirit inside. There is a sound that our Jehovah, when he opens the doors, no one can shut it. And when he shuts it, no one can open it. But there is something in you that can open the doors. A door of healing, a door of deliverance. Whatever door that you need, there is something within you to open the door. Got to have the the thing in here to unlock it yonder. You already judged just on what you think about Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's come to this one. Seven church ages, the paragraph is 62. Now it speaks about, remember we are all part of the royal priesthood. Everyone here is a priest. We spoke about that message of the royal priesthood some other time. And Brother Brown says in the seven church ages, paragraph 65, the preached evasion, he says, and there that every time after that generation, that every generation following that one, as long as that Levitical priesthood would last, I suppose, that every man that was eligible to become a priest, when he was ordained a priest, he had the perfect right to receive a mouth, mouthful of the original manna. Think of it. What a privilege that the men thought they would have. When a man noted that he was coming into the priesthood, he was going to get a mouthful of supernatural baked, supernatural stirred up, supernatural food that came from God out of heaven that had been kept supernaturally. 
That means you could not become a priest without believing in the supernatural. Because the first thing you had to receive, a mouthful of the manna that was delivered supernaturally, that was baked supernaturally, that was stirred supernaturally, and that was kept supernaturally. Let's carry on the next quotation. The whole ministry is the supernatural. Folks, the whole ministry is the supernatural. I, sometimes I've got people, even in this church, sometimes they would want to give me a testimony, but you find that a person is battling to explain to me how it happened because they are scared that if they explain, it will seem like they have lost their minds. Brother Brenham say, when you get away from your thinking, that's when the supernatural steps in. Imagine if I was to come and give a testimony that I was in my office and I had left, uh, left maybe my charger of my laptop at home. And I thought, oh my, uh, it could be in the, in the bag, but it's not in the bag. But I need it now. And I believe that God, you will be able to bring it. And I come and tell you that it moved from home. And I saw it right on my table. Right there. The intellectuals in the building, they say, hang on. He's losing his mind. Yeah. Hallelujah. Are we having a, a, a case of psychiatry? Are you with me? Because it's not humanly possible. But the supernatural, they say, that's how he's done. Are you with me? Now, if you cannot believe that God can move a charger from home into the office, how are you going to believe that the ravens brought lunch for Elijah? Normally, a raven would never deliver lunch for anyone. But they brought lunch. Who cooked it? With what material? How do they know the kind of the amount of salt? The amount of spices. God is a cook. God is a cook. I feel the intellectual say, hang on, it's a spirit. God is a cook. He cooked the manna and delivered manna to them. He cooked lunch. Three times a meal to Elijah, the ravens delivered it. Amen. The whole ministry is the supernatural. How can people ever say that they are Christians and deny the supernatural? Folks, let me say this. A car can move without an engine. A car can move without an engine. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm glad I'm causing a discomfort. A car can move without a battery. Are you with me? You say how naturally it's impossible, but supernaturally it's possible. 
The problem is when you mix the two. You know how you mix it? You want, you want to say, it can move, but it needs. In the supernatural, there is no but. A car can move without a battery. Oh, brother. My late friend, brother Theo Erasmus. Brother uh, Philip knows him. He was based in Cape Town, Somerset West. He gave a testimony many years back of how thieves tempered with a car that was being driven by the sisters. They had parked the car and went into the mall and the thief managed to open the bonnet and removed the battery. They were expecting that when the sisters come, they will struggle and they would hijack the car. Sisters came out of the mall. The thieves are having a battery wherever they are in the corner, hiding. The car is without a battery. They get into a car, these two sisters. They start the car. Boom. The car moved from the parking lot of a mall, drove all the way to where the sisters stayed. When they got there, they are offloaded to the grocery. The brother, husband of one of the sisters, now wanted to take the car and rush somewhere. He got into the car, wanted to start the car. It did not start. Now... He wanted to go and check in the bonnet what is happening. He found that there was no battery. Then it dawned on him and asked himself, how did the car get into the yard? And I want to say, supernaturally, it moved from the mall of the parking lot. It was no longer the battery. Heaven intervened and powered the vehicle until it got home. But when the brother wanted to drive it, now it had to move naturally. It was impossible. God was demonstrating the natural versus the supernatural. I say that same God is in the building today. Hear me, church, this morning. Hear me. Is there electricity in the building this morning? Is there electricity in the building? Is there power in the morning this morning? How do you know? You see the light. But if you take your gadget and plug it into the plug, and power doesn't power it up, where is the problem? Is it with the town council? You know the problem is with the is the gadget. Or with the plaque. Are you with me? What I'm simply saying, there is enough power of God in the building. And these little plaques here this morning, if they don't receive the power, they must not blame the town council. They must not blame God. There is power in the building. So, if power doesn't flow into the plug, investigate the plug. What's wrong with the plug? And fix the plug. 
And once it is fixed, power will return. There is enough power of God in the building this morning to heal every sick person, to change every sick person, to deliver the result to everyone that needs the results. I say it under the authority of God. There is enough power in the building right now to deliver the result to the people right now. Oh, Brother Mariba, you've got no idea. I have every idea. Fix the plug. Unclog the channel. If it needs to repent, repent. Whatever is needed, do it. And after let us see what God will do. But our God is not a failure. Our God has got no track record of defeat. Our God has never been defeated even one time. He has never failed even one time. He's the God that does the impossible. Give him impossible scenarios. Give him impossible situations. Give him impossible conditions. You will see my God. I say you will see my God. Do you believe that? The whole ministry is supernatural. While we are here, we can change the things afar. While we are here, we can change things afar. While we are here, we can get into the hospital and change a scheduled operation. Well, we are. Well, we are. While we are here, we can bring life back into a dead body. Well, we are. Well, we are here. Oh, folks, maybe you still don't believe. God still makes people to walk out of wheelchairs. The problem is not the power supply; it's the plugs. They know too much. Mm. Ramchabe said they beat from the tree of knowledge. Yeah. They know, they can analyze and say they don't have a childlike faith. Yes. We need a childlike faith. Amen. You can walk out of a wheelchair. Amen. Do you know that God can cancel a debt? Brothers, do you know a bank that's intellectualism? They're just being intellectual. God can do the impossible. The whole ministry, the whole ministry is the supernatural. How can people say that they are Christians and deny the supernatural? I don't know how they do it myself. Look, by the supernatural, a priest, he got to swallow of the supernatural as soon as he became a priest. You as well, you had to swallow the supernatural as soon as you became a priest. You cannot be a priest and not believe in the supernatural. You cannot be a believer and not believe in the supernatural. Are you with me? Mark 16, 17, verse 18. These signs... 
this signs this signs who 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 shall be followed by this signs yeah this signs folks it's a scripture here this signs shall and who who shall be followed by this signs hallelujah Believers, those that believe, these signs shall follow them that believe. Hallelujah. This scripture has rattled to the theological world until they came to an understanding and agreement or agreement that, look, based on our unanimous decision, is that this scripture is not inspired. But we believe the scripture is inspired. Amen. Do we believe it, folks? Amen. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out the tapers. Hallelujah. God's, the devil's army brings diseases. God's army Cast them out. This is in your midst of the greatest battle ever fought. God's, the devil's army brings diseases. But God's army is commissioned to cast them out. In my name, they shall bear with devils. In my name, they shall cope with devils. Hallelujah. In my name, that's the scripture, they shall cast out the devils. Who are these people? Where are those believers? Are you with me? Oh, Church of the Living God. Unless the church is based on the supernatural, it becomes a heaven of demons. Demons can feel comfortable in a church of the living God because the church has given up on the supernatural. But this morning I beg to differ. As a minister of the gospel, I'm not entertaining you. I was called into the office to deliver the gospel. And this gospel has got power. Are you here, church? Oh, I'm battling this, this demon. The centurion says, I am in my house. I've got servants. And if I tell them to do something, they do it. I don't force them at my weight. At my weight. They act upon my weight. And you, if you are a master like me, being I'm a natural master. But you are a supernatural master. You are not even worthy to come to my house. Right here in this locality, you speak the word and she shall be well. Or my servant shall be well. He spoke the word. Brother Brum says that was a Gentile faith. Yeah. Why has it become a norm that we can 
in you being with demons. A boy can walk into the church of the living God being an alcoholic and can be delivered and have no desire for alcohol. Oh, you see, it happened in Brother Brandon's meetings. Why should it not happen in this meeting? In my name shall they cast out demons. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. This is the commission of the church. Now here is my question, Ms. Alwan. Why are you afraid? Why are you fearful? Why is your heart full of fear if you can do these things? If the devil sent a serpent, what's going to happen? It will not harm you. If the demon comes, you cast it out. Believers have forgotten the power of prayer. You, as a believer today, you can even control Cyril Ramaphosa by prayer. How many believe that? Yes. Uh, uh, eh? you, you can control. But, but the problem, we have surrendered ourselves to many voices. Yes. And we have dulled the supernatural voice. Yes. I was speaking to somebody from Zimbabwe. And says, ah, look, I'm needing to send my family back home. Because... Uh, the permits are not going to be renewed. I said, brother, who said so? Say no, in the government. I said, what is government? <laughs> and what did your government say as a believer? Are you here? Uh, brothers are panicking, sending wives back home, they remain alone. If you send a whole wife home, you remain here, you will fall. <laughs> you will not last, you will fall. A man is supposed to stay with his wife. Where am I going? Where am I going? Huh? You are not Paul, you. Yeah? You are not Paul. You will not survive a month. You will have a blood rush. A man is not good for a man not to stay. To, it's not good for a man to stay alone. God, when He said it, He didn't think about permits. It's His scripture. No matter how it happens, it must be obeyed. Come on. Are you here, church? 
Are you here? Why? Because we fail to do an enforcement. Medical, will they last to brother? Oh. <laughs> Once you are married, it's difficult not to stay with the wife. It's better when you are not married. Are you with me, folks? Oh, I'm just preaching. You'll bear with me. You will bear with me. But it has to be said. Your wife, your wife said, wherever you go, I will go. Your people shall be my people. Your God shall be my God. Wherever you shall be buried, I shall be buried. There is no government that can change that. It is thou says the Lord. But here is a problem. We are submitting to a wrong government. And we want to, we don't have results. You. I, if you are married to the wife is not alone. Even if you can stay in my house, you will be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Pastor can wash you 24 hours. It's time for enforcement. Amen. Don't accept anything that the devil puts on your lap. Don't accept any conditions that are dictated by Satan. Yes. There are certain things the way you say, Satan, this is not a negotiable. Yes. And I wonder the question to you as Christians today, what are the negotiables? Until the devil knows if I do this, I, she will understand. She's used to this. She will rationalize and make it acceptable. No, I beg to differ. This scripture is no longer loved in Mississippi. The moment you read, say, hey, brother, it's for Pentecostals. It didn't say, this sign shall follow them, Pentecostal. This sign shall follow them that believe. Are you a believer? Then it's got to follow. If it's not following, something is wrong. Are you with me? If God cannot heal the sick, if God cannot do the supernatural among us, what are we going to testify about? But these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. When you see a devil, you cast him out. Whether it's in your children, whether it's in your marriage, wherever you see the devil, a believer has got to cast out a, a devil. Don't talk to the devil. Don't make him understand. Cast him out. Don't buy a book, a self-help book to say, how do I cope with this condition? Hear me, young man. Hear me. Young men have been consumed by pornography. even in the message. Amen. Then you wonder when they get married why they don't respect their wives. It's because of what they've been consuming. Yes, you uh, women degradation. 
Are you with me? Their phones are full of problems. Young girls. Oh, things that are happening. I think he preached the other time here. How young girls would take their pictures naked and send it to boys in church, in a message. When do you get married? That other old one releases your photo on the internet. Your husband wakes you up and says, You are trending. Is this you? Because you did not have a decorum of being a believer. Young men, pornography will destroy you. Secretly, you are feeling it, but that demon is growing. This nice is growing. I want one, I say, at the rate at which you are going, you will become a rapist. That's what this spirit is, is driving you to. If you don't address it, you will end up into prison. It's making you, it's turning you into a wild beast. But the message of the hour can defeat pornography. And this church, this church this morning can bring a demon of pornography under subjection. Are you here, church? The signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, if they drink any, but you are, you are afraid of being poisoned. Hey, wasn't But you are a believer. When we are sleeping, our God is not sleeping. Our God can even go and check the attendance register of the witches of the night and know who's the one that did not pitch. He knows it every day when we are sleeping. He knows their agenda every day. And they cannot do anything without authorization from God. The devil can never kill me until God says time. And when God says time, nothing will preserve me. Folks, you don't die because it's a mistake. You die because it's your time. But today, there is so much carefulness. You, I must be careful. I, I, I'm a if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. You know that everything uh, is in closing. Some witches, when they see you, they, they get, they, they've got a, a panic attack. Because according to them, you should have long died. Now when you come and you greet them, they see a ghost. They feed you, fed you this, they've done this, but you are still standing. Ah, hallelujah. 
Why? Because they, they were, when you were born, there was no meeting or conference of witches that you will be born. So there will never be any conference that God will recognize. You are coming here, it's a sovereign act of God. And you are staying here, it's a sovereign act of God. Brother, even the, the, the thugs, you know that they can shoot you more than 50 times. If it's not yet your time, you'll walk out. Until the doctors come and say, I don't know. We don't know how he survived. That's a miracle. And I said, that God is still in the miracle. That God is still doing the supernatural thing. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. Therefore, on the basis of this scripture, we cannot have a demon this Sunday. And meet the same demon next Sunday. And meet the same demon next month. If we believe in this scripture, every demon that came here this morning, next week that demon is not returning back. Do you believe that, folks? Do you believe that, folks? Demons come into church until they boost. And now, they even have a chair. I'll sit in this chair. Hallelujah. And this is what I will do. This is what I will do. Folks, we are a church of God. Ah, brother. If I come out and they say, welcome, welcome, as the minister comes, right there, pray in my heart and say, it's not Pastor Mariwa anymore. Now the supernatural must take charge. And I don't, I don't care. I don't care what the devil brings against me. There is a commission. In my name they shall cast out demons. And through the preaching of the way, as I'm preaching right now, demons are scattering. Demons are leaving. Demons are being defeated. The preaching of the way makes demons to scatter. Yeah. I'm not amazed that there are times where you come and say, I'm not going to say amen. But you end up saying amen. We have defeated that demon of lethargy upon you. No demon can stand in a supernaturally charged environment. Hallelujah. I don't know, Brother Pagano, there used to be something there at Highfield where they say if anything falls into it, it melts. Is it so, Brother Washington? Where they, they melt the steel, everything that goes there. Even a human being, if he falls there, they don't bury them. They say, I don't know whether it's a legend, they just say they take the teaspoon and give the family, they can't give you anything. You would have melted. They, they, where we are, it's a melting pot for demons. When believers gather, it's a melting pot for demons. If they come in, they live deformed. Deformed. If they come in, they don't make it. Refuse to make it business usual for demons to come in. And we sing, demons sing with us. We say amen, demons say amen with us. Next week, they, even demons say, I can't wait for next week. Because we are refusing to, em- to enforce 
Brother Brandon said, God is not afraid. God wants men and women that can take him to a showdown. Hallelujah. Will you stand up and say, devil, not in my house. Devil, not over my children. Devil, not over this situation. And say, enough is enough. (laughs) Brother, have you ever been chased by somebody that you are afraid of? Until you get tired. That I manji, if he finds me, let him find me. I am tired of running. How how long am I going to run? Until you are the one that is looking for him and say, tell him. He will find me at such and such place. I'm tired of running. They say, are you sure? You say, I've been running away for a long time. Let that person meet me at such and such place. And they tell them and the person says, are you sure? Because that person is afraid of me. No. It's because you are taking them to a showdown. And God loves a showdown. There must be time you say, cancer, you have ravaged my body. But now we are coming into a showdown. Either I take you out, you will take me out. But there will never be anything in between. Brother Brenham calls it a holy indignation. You you know, Mama, holy indignation, brother, is when a thief has broken into your house. And they say, lie down. You lie down with your family or your kids. And they're busy loading television out, sofas out, fridge out, cell phones out, microwave out. You are lying there. Later on, you will hear them pulling your daughter. Hmm? Ah, then a man says, Manji. Manji. I know. Gents. I've cooperated. A man stands up and says, we'll shoot you. Say, I don't care. You've got to take me before you take my daughter. If a bullet has got to, if the, fire, the gun has got to be fired, it will be fired now. I didn't care when you took my television. I didn't care when you took my fridge. But now you are coming into my personal zone. Oh, the church must have that. That the devil not now. We refuse right now. We call them the non-negotiables. The must-win battles at whatever cost. God bless you as we stay. You know, Brother Brennan, I love it. He says, Satan, you have challenged the servant of God before these people, when he was referring to the maniac. He says, you have challenged the servant of God before these people, but now you're going to bow down to me. A man came frothing, Boom, coming out of his mouth, angry. But as he was moving, Brother Brenham said, I had no fear. Ministers had scattered. But Brother Brenham was firm because in my name, they shall cast out demons. And few, few steps from where Brother Brenham was, the men came. 
and crumbled before him and bowed down. That's the kind of God that we serve. We don't run. We confront Satan. Then we cast him out. Let's just say we are standing on holy ground. And there are angels around us as we worship God. that he is not too busy to hear your hearts cry. 
we pray. Dear Heavenly Father God, Savior, Savior, that is our cry this morning, O Thank Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father God, as your children, O God, Father God, we are still privileged, O Lord, Father, to still partake of your table, O God. Father, your word teaches us, O God, that 2,000 years ago, Lord, you broke bread and fed 5,000 men, O Lord. Mm. Father God, and this morning, O God, we are still benefiting of that supernatural experience, O Lord. Mm. Father God, here we are reminded, O Lord, Father, that that table, that bread has never ceased, O Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father God, that we are still receiving, O Lord, of that bread this morning, Father. Heavenly Father God, the woman with the blood issue, O Lord. Father God, she had no doctrine for what she was about to do, O Lord. Mm. But yet, O God, she knew, O God, super, supernaturally, O God, there was something waiting, O God. Here's your children, O God. We've heard, O Lord. We've seen your promises, O God. Mm. And this morning, O Lord, Father, we stretch our hands out, Amen. O God. And we say, do not pass us by, O Lord. For we are waiting for that supernatural experience, O God. That encounter with Thee, O God. It's our desire this morning, Father. Father God, You know every need, Thank Father. You, you know every desire this morning, Father. But Father God, because You are, Father God, a God of love, O God. Father, full of mercy and grace, O Lord. Father God, this morning, O God, we know, O Lord, Father, that You have provided already, O Lord. Father, when we leave this building, O Lord, Father, may, Father God, You be the after speaker, O Lord. Father, we've received Your challenge, O God, Father. Father, to fellowship around Your Word, O Lord. Father, and we are, Father God, certain, O Lord, of the testimonies that Thank will follow, you, Lord O Lord. Jesus. Father God, because You do not say something, O God, if there's nothing, O God. Yes. And this morning, O God, we take You at Your Word, O Lord, Father. For, O God, You have not failed us, O Lord. And we thank you this morning for our pastor, O oh God. Father God, that could submit, O oh God, Father. And that you, O oh God, work through him, O oh God. May you bless him, O oh God. Restore mm. the virtue, O oh Lord. Mm. Father, we pray, O oh Lord, Let for every so brother, every sister this morning, O oh Lord. Father God, may you, Father God, be the one, O oh God, that leads us, O oh God. May you be the one, Father God, that speaks to us this week, O oh Lord, Father. And Father God, men, each time, O oh Lord, as individuals, when we look in the mirror, oh God, yes. Father, may we see you, O oh Lord. Let it be so Father far. God, may it not be, Father God, what we have done, O oh God, but may it be what you have done for us this thank morning, O oh God. Jesus. We say thank you now, Lord. We pray, O oh God, be with us, O oh God. We pray for safe traveling mercies, O oh God. Mm, thank you, Lord. Father God, we thank you, Lord, that we could come together again, O oh Lord. Mm. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Lord. God bless you richly. Just an apology. I think we had the water situation, the municipality. Water wasn't coming through, and our uh, water tank was faulty, but the brothers managed to improvise. We will attend to it. God bless you. Uh, just give us a song uh, till we meet on, on Sunday. Let's just say, we love you, Lord. We love you. Let's just live with an atmosphere of worship. Amen. God bless you. Fellowship is two fellas in one ship. Go in the divine room. Direction. Amen. Keep those fellowship.
How many love him? We adore you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. the Lord. I want to compliment you for being on time to church. Nine o'clock is the starting time. 9.30 song leader takes the pulpit so that we keep time. Are you with me? The other time, the brother said, but the worshiping team is not here. I said, there was no worshiping team at Branham Tabernacle. Let's go forward. Are you with me? We have to be on time. But today, I want to compliment you. You're on time. Let's keep it like that throughout winter. I, I know winter is very difficult because it has many nights. But... Let's, let's just make sure that we are on time. 
God bless you richly. When you keep church order, the Holy Spirit rejoices. Then the Holy Spirit will come and grace us with His presence. How many believe that? So, let's just sing Jehovah, mighty warrior, great in battle. Jehovah is your name. And all the battles that we are going to fight this week are already won. God bless you. See you. 